The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is September 23rd and I am your host William Harris aka William is Bill. Today I will be going over my rookie rankings for your Fantasy Dynasty NBA drafts. That's right we have a Dynasty episode here so the rankings will be a little bit different. You know on Tuesday show we went over a redraft league's rankings and today we'll focus on Dynasty rookie rankings and believe it or not that changes everything. <laughs> uh, October 3rd is the start of the new season. Dynasty leagues are in full effect. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. Now, in some Dynasty leagues, each team keeps one to five players. And then the rest of the players go back into the draft pool. And then you have your draft. In others, you keep your whole team. And your draft consists of only rookies. Either way, these rookie selections are huge. They can alter your team for years to come in negative or positive ways. Starting things off, I still have Kate Cunningham as number one. You know, he's the do-it-all, you know, guy that everyone's been tanking for. <laughs> you know, he averaged 19 points, six boards, two assists, two steals, one block. He's a stat filler. So you're especially going to love that in category leagues. So he's still number one. No matter the circumstance, whether it's the points league, category league, dynasty league, redraft league, as of now, Kay Cunningham is still number one. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that anyone else can't pass him, but just as we're starting from today, you know, he has that high ceiling, especially in dynasty. He should be good this first year and even better each year after that. Next, number two, I still have Jalen Green. He showed that superstar potential in Summer League and even in the G League. You know, he's averaged 20 points per game in the Summer League, and it would have been more without an injury. So I believe Jalen Green is on the path to being the next, you know, great scorer in this league. So that's always very valuable, and it's safe because you know he can fill it up. And if he develops in other areas as far as getting a few more rebounds, a few more assists, then look out. Third, here's my first big change of the day. I have Scotty Barnes moved up to third because I just truly believe his potential and his ceiling is so high. You have to go that route to get him on your dynasty league. So, you know, I've said it before. He has Giannis-like potential. You know, he averaged 15 and a half points, seven boards, three assists, one steal, two blocks. Those are tremendous numbers. And, you know, you want to see someone with 20 points, 19 points. But if you're getting 15, 7, 3, 1, 2 blocks, that's even better than just scoring 20 points per game and not having many other stats. So, uh, Scotty Barnes, you know, He's at he's starting at a better pace than Giannis was when he first came into the league, and he's. I, I mean, I hate to hype him up too much, but I'm not on ESPN or thing, so he, he's not gonna hear this. But I'm holding him to that standard because I truly believe in him that he can get to that superstar level. 
And I also feel the same about who I have ranked number four, Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs averaged 15, 6, 2 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. So he also is filling it up in a lot of different categories. And that's at the point guard position. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. I had him ranked <clears throat> second on my draft board. Still uh, believe in him very highly. Uh, but he's just on an Orlando Magic team that's kind of interesting right now. <laughs> but... I still think he's the future, but that team is not really talented, not really loaded with shooters that will help him get assists. So, and I don't think he's going to be playing minutes like a point guard on the Knicks, <laughs> which is 40 plus minutes per night. <laughs> but I still think Jalen Suggs is number four. Who moved on down my list to number five? Evan Mobley. You know, in the summer league, it was pretty average, pretty. You know, pedestrian almost. Uh, 11 points, 8 boards, 2 blocks. I do think he'll be a little better in the regular season, but they, they really should not have brought in Laurie Markkinen. That hurts his value. Laurie Markkinen will be there a few years. Jared Allen will be there at least 5 years, unless they trade him. But I think his future is up in the air, really. But he still should be a top 5 player as far as the dynasty ranking and draft. Now, number six, I have a huge jump for Jonathan Kaminga. I had him ranked 19th in my redraft, but I have him sixth on my dynasty because I don't think he'll play this much necessarily this year, uh, maybe 10, 15 minutes, and he'll get a lot of playing time in blowouts. Uh, but his ceiling is so high that he could be a star. If he was on any other team, if he would have went to OKC, I mean, look out. I think he truly could have blossom into that star even sooner but he's buried on Golden State but they're loaded with talent so we will see where Golden State goes you know in, in the G League and Summer League he averaged both around 17 points and six boards so and he's averaging one and a half steals one block so he's filling it up in other categories as well his pathway to minutes is just a little bit trickier than some of these other guys number seven I have Alperin Sengun 14 and a half points, 11 boards, three blocks in the summer league, and he really only has Daniel Tyson his way. Uh, and it depends on if he's going to play with Christian Wood or behind Christian Wood. But Daniel Tyson and Christian Wood are not the future of this team. So regardless, as far as dynasty, Alperin Sengun should be the future of the Rockets. And his talent is through the roof. I think he has Demontis Sabonis type of talent and potential. So, it's nothing to worry about there. He arguably could be higher on this list. That's how much I believe in him. But, it depends on what the Rockets are going to do. Because they also drafted Usman Garuba. So, there's a bit of a log jam there. But, in my opinion, he and Christian Wood are the two ta most talented players. It's just a matter of what position they're going to play him at center or power forward. Number eight, I have Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas arguably could be in this top five but he's just on a team that has Kyrie Irving and James Harden and a lot of other talent um, at his position Patty Mills they're pretty much loaded uh, so this year may not be the year for Cam but next year you know I don't think Patty Mills will probably be back and you never know if Kyrie is gonna be back I mean Ky <coughs> Kyrie said you know if the Nets trade him 
he will retire. Like, why is he talking about retirement? Why is he talking about so many off the field things, off the court things all the time? I don't know if his mind is in basketball mode 24-7. So, <clears throat> you never know with Kyrie. Uh, but Cam Thomas is one of the... It, he is the most talented scorer in this whole draft class. He uh, scored 27 points per game in the summer league. Over 20 points per game in college. Just unstoppable force as far as scoring the ball. He just needs to do better in assists and other categories. Uh, and then his value will raise up even higher. So... I would love to see him getting a lot of minutes because he can start for just about half the teams in the league, I'm sure, at this point. That's how talented he is. So I have him at number eight in the re in the dynasty, dynasty rookie drafts. <laughs> for number nine, I have Zaire Williams. Zaire Williams, ton of talent. Truly believe in him. He was... Uh, Expected to be six foot eight, but when it came to the combine, six foot ten. You know they love his potential. He's kind of raw, but he can score. So if you can score and you're raw, you can shoot and you're raw. That's nothing to worry about at all. And he just has to find a path to minutes on the Grizzlies. And I do believe he is the future of the Grizzlies because, you know, Kyle Anderson is not going to be there forever, and so that he could fill right into that small forward role no one else there is really uh really has that position on lock so if zaire williams develops i mean him john morant you know this young team desmond bain they could uh have a really really bright future number 10 i have josh giddy even though i'm not a fan of josh giddy he has the keys to the car <laughs> as i was saying last episode you know it'll be him and shay gilders alexander uh, running OKC, so he's going to get plenty of minutes, plenty of opportunities to succeed or fail. And if he succeeds, you know, he's going to be there for a long time as a starting point guard. Um, so, like, if Cam Thomas was on OKC, I mean, I'd be way more excited. But Josh Giddy still has that path to the ability to be great. Uh, so we will see what happens with him. And you know, at the very least, he's going to get a ton of assists which is very necessary in Dynasty and Fantasy Leagues. For my 11th rated rookie in Dynasty Leagues, if you're doing a draft, I have Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy is the six foot nine forward for the New Orleans Pelicans. He was drafted 17th. He scored 16.7 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals, 1 block in the Summer League. So you love that, you know, all-around categorical statistics. Uh, his talent is through the roof. Uh, he had some 20-point games in the Summer League, and he looked like he could not be stopped. So very interested to see him on the Pelicans team who needs shooting, and he's a really good 3-point shooter. So his future is very bright, Trey Murphy. For number 12, in Dynasty Leagues, I have Chris Duarte. And he would be higher if he was a little bit younger. You know, he is 24 years old, the oldest player in this draft. But that's not that big a deal to me. But just as far as Dynasty, uh, the way he's on this loaded Pacers team, if TJ Warren is healthy, you know, it's a little tricky for him to get minutes. And so if he was 21, he'd probably be a little higher. Because he would have time to wait. But when you're 24, you don't have that much time to wait. 
But, you know, TJ Warren also is TJ Warren. And he's not exactly healthy at the moment. So, Chris Duarte averaged 18 points, 4 boards, 4 assists, 2.5 steals, 2 blocks. Incredible production all around. He looked like a pro's pro out there playing against amateurs in the summer league. I mean, his shot is beautiful. He has a great future, in my opinion. Uh, and I, I really easily could have had him. You know, ranked above Josh Giddy, but it's just about the logjam of players uh, and the talent on the Pacers team. He's not going to get to display all his skills as if it was his team, like Josh Giddy will be able to. But I love, love, love Chris Duarte, one of my favorites. Next, another one of my favorites. At 13, I have Davion Mitchell. You know, he went to the Sacramento Kings. You know, this year in redraft leagues, you may not be that high on him. Because, you know, you have <sighs> blanking on the point guards right now for uh, Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox. Yes, I don't know why I forgot about their names just now. But uh, with those two ahead of him this year, he could be fighting for scraps of minutes. Uh, but in years to come, you would have to think they're not just going to keep those three guards there. So whether he's on another team or someone is shipped out. Davion Mitchell has a very bright future in this league because even if his offensive game doesn't click as well as it did in college, you know that defense will translate. He didn't get the name off night for no reason. Uh, and number 14, I have Josh Primo, uh, the youngest player in the draft selected by the Spurs. Uh, and he uh, averaged 14 and a half points, three and a half boards, two and a half assists, one steal, one and a half blocks per game. In my opinion, he is the future of the Spurs. I don't know if anyone else has a guaranteed spot on this team as far as the future. There's been a couple names in trade rumors, but the future of the Spurs is Josh Primos. At 18 years old, he has that talent. They took him earlier than anyone expected, so I believe they really think highly of him. And Like I said, this year might not be the year because he's so young, but he showed in the summer league. He's pretty much ready to go. It's just a matter of how much the Spurs will ease him in there or just go ahead and give him the keys. Next, I have James Booknight at number 15. He averaged 17 points per game in the summer league. He is a scoring guru, in my opinion. I mean, in college, tremendous. I see, um, oh my God, I can't even. Devin Booker. <laughs> I'm blanking on the the veterans in the NBA because I have so many rookie thoughts in my mind. But Devin Booker to James Booknight is a great comparison in my opinion. He's on that trajectory. He just has to get the minutes. Uh, the Hornets just re-signed. Scary Terry, Terry Rozier. So, it's a bit of a log jam there. Otherwise, he would be a little bit higher because that scoring potential is through the roof. But he's in a good spot to learn and develop and we shall see what happens with the Hornets lineup. But Book Knight has a great future in hand. That's why I have him at number 15. Uh, number 16, I have Bones Highland. He averaged 20 points per game in the Summer League. Looked like one of the best players in the Summer League. He had the keys to the car for the Nuggets. But, you know, for this first year, I had him higher. Uh, I had him ranked 13th in my redraft rookie rankings. 16th in Dynasty because... The most production you're going to get out of him is this year with Jamal Murray out. Now, if he can play shooting guard with Jamal Murray, that would be great. I'm not sure 
if he will. He's a bit of a tweener, uh, but if he can play alongside Jamal Murray, that would be great. Otherwise, you know, he's going to be fighting for minutes on this team that's trying to win a championship, which also hurts rookies because when you have a great team, you don't really get to fail. You make a mistake on a great team, you're going to the bench. You make a mistake on a team that's developing and, you know, trying to get lottery tickets higher in the draft, you're going to be allowed to make as many mistakes as you want until you get it right. So that's a factor as well. Number 17, I have Jalen Johnson, the very talented forward that was drafted to the Atlanta Hawks from Duke. Averaged 19 points, 9.5 boards in the summer league. His only issue is playing time. The Hawks are loaded as well. Another player that's stuck behind a lot of talent. But as far as dynasty, you have to go ahead and get him on your team because you're not expecting it for this year. But, you know, there was talk about John Collins possibly, you know, not re-signing with the team. He did re just re-sign. But if that type of talk was out there, you never know if a trade is going to be in the works. And there's been talks about the Hawks acquiring Bradley Beal. If they were to do so, either Jalen Johnson could get traded or someone at his position can get traded. And that will open up a path for minutes for Jalen. So you have to keep him on your radar. At number 18, I have Kai Jones. Now, in the Summer League, he averaged 10 points and 10 boards and one block. Uh, it's just a matter of getting minutes on his Hornets team, which I expect him to get maybe 15 minutes per game. He's going to be behind Mason Plumlee, but uh, he'd probably get more minutes toward the end of the season, especially if they're out of the playoff picture. But if they're in the playoff picture, that might stay around 15 minutes. And it's going to be a very developmental year for him because he needs to gain some weight. And a little bit more skill. He's a little raw. But his potential is through the roof. He could be a one-of-one. One. There's not many centers that can do what Kai Jones does. Uh, just check the tape. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. Trust me. <laughs> I just hope he can uh, continue to develop. And that the Hornets do not try to rein him in. Because, I mean, it's, he clearly does some stuff that you've never seen before. The center position. Love that pick by the Hornets. Number 19, I have Omer Yetzirvin. Uh He was technically in last year's draft class, but he was not drafted. Went to OKC, played in their G League team all season. So this is his first year in the NBA. He is considered a rookie. Averaged 27 points and 10 boards and 3 blocks in the Summer League. Tremendous production. Some will say... You know, he played in the G League last year. Technically, he's a year older than his class, so that's why his stats were better. We don't know how that will translate to the real NBA. We shall see, but we don't know also if he's going to play behind Bam. Uh, or, you know, how how much, how many minutes he's going to get per game. Is he going to be thought of as a backup or as a potential starter? So, I have him at 19 because his future is up in the air. But he truly displayed... At worst, he's a backup center in the league, in my opinion. At best, he could be a starter. You never know. International centers are truly taking over this league. And if he keeps developing, who's to say he couldn't be the next great? At number 20, I have Jared Butler. The point guard selected to the Utah Jazz. And that's interesting because I have him ranked 20th. And he was drafted 40th in the real draft. <laughs> 
that's because he had health concerns and I don't think anyone ever really trusted his future even though he was cleared to play but you know you can't play scared <laughs> his talent was tremendous and he was projected to go around 20th in the real draft before these health issues came up with his heart um, so him being a backup point guard on Utah he'll be behind Mike Conley but Mike Conley is older he'll possibly be retiring soon or getting shipped off soon uh, he can't be great for much more than one year or two years so after that Jared Butler could have the reins to the Utah Jazz and starting point guard for Utah would be great for him and his dynasty value so that's why I have him ranked 20th number 21 Jason Preston that's a that's a big bit of a jump for him and that's because that's how much I believe in Jason Preston he's kinda uh, behind some great talent or potentially really good talent uh, Reggie Jackson and they brought in another point guard for the Clippers uh, Eric Bledsoe yes so if they're trying to win now those two will be getting the minutes but if they are you know resting players which they tend to do if they are somehow just out of it because they do not have Kawhi Leonard and Jason Preston gets minutes I think this team is gonna see okay they're gonna see what I see he has some Steph Curry in him he has some LaMelo Ball in him and I think he can be the future of this team if you have anyone with Steph Curry LaMelo Ball potential they have to be ranked high on your dynasty radar so I have him at 21 it would be higher than that if he was drafted a little higher and if he was in a position where he wasn't behind two established guards but you know other than that that's why I have him ranked 21st 22 I have Franz Wagner a big drop for him because in dynasty leagues I truly believe he will be a solid uh, he averaged eight points and four boards in summer league I mean it was, it was not impressive in summer league but he was drafted eighth overall they're gonna give him every opportunity in the world to succeed and that's up to him if he does or does not but for the most part I think he'll be a nice role player which is valuable so you know being 22nd is not like you know the you're out of the league or anything you know it's not I'm not crushing, <laughs> crushing him too much so it's just gonna be interesting. I don't think his ceiling is that high is all so he's a very safe player but there you go 23 have a guy that didn't even make my list on the redraft uh, and that's Isaiah Jackson he's a center that went to the Indiana Pacers and that's because I feel they traded up to draft him and why would you trade up to draft a center when you have DeMontis Sabonis you have Miles Turner you have Gogo Badazzi um, they, they must have something in the works there you would think Miles Turner is going to be out of the door so even if Isaiah Jackson doesn't play much this year next year he could be the starting center or backup center for the Pacers and that's a valuable role and if you haven't seen much of him he's from Kentucky and he, he's very young DeAndre Jordan-ish you know skinny rim runner dunker shot blocker so I mean that's valuable in this league next I have Moses Moody at 24 very talented offensive scorer 16 points and 3 boards in the summer league but he's in that backlog jam of the Golden State Warriors if he was traded to some other team drafted to some other team he would be a lot higher because he's very talented he's a ready to go player now but 
He's on Golden State. And you would have to envision a trade that I don't see happening because, I mean, if the Wizards didn't trade for him with that great package that Golden State sent to them, I don't know who's going to be trading for Moses Moody when he's going to be riding the bench <laughs> for most of the season. So we shall see. But number 25, I have Trey Mann. He's on the OKC. He's, on, he's 25 because he's in a situation where there's a logjam at point guard. But his future is bright, in my opinion. I think he can be DeJounte Murray-like. He just needs a path to minutes. Um, and so with OKC, it's a revolving door of talent. So I do expect him to be out of there. Uh, or if somehow Giddy just does not work out, Giddy will be out of there. And maybe Trey Mann will get the reins at that point. At number 26, I have Jeremiah Robinson Earl, the do-it-all player. Um, he can play offense, defense, shoot the ball, rebound, everything you need. So he's just his ceiling is not that high, but you know he's going to be safe. You know he's going to be above average at everything. And But being on OKC, do they want that type of player? Or are they just looking for all stars? You don't know. So like he would be... Uh, more valuable on a good team actually so <laughs> that's crazy that most of these players I'm saying if they were on a bad team they would flourish for Jeremiah Robinson I'm saying if he was on a good team he would flourish so that's interesting but I really like Jeremiah Robinson early but he's kind of a safe boring player but he should be productive 27 another guy that was not on my list on the last episode Dayron Sharp the center from Carolina He's on the Brooklyn Nets. And it's just a matter of him getting minutes as well. He was not good at all, really, at UNC Carolina, Chapel Hill. Uh, but he had that size and strength. And in the offseason, he developed a shot. He lost a lot of weight, got in shape. And he became a darling for these GMs in this draft. Uh, originally, from watching his college tape, I had him in mid-second round, if he's lucky. And he moved all the way up to 27th, 28th in the draft. And, you know, it was a lot of teams wanting to get him. So he really improved his stock. It's just a matter of minutes on a win-now team. And that's tough. I don't know if they're going to want to babysit him when they're trying to win the championship this year on the Brooklyn Nets. But they do need a center. So, <laughs> But number 28, I have Santi Aldama. Another guy I did not have on the list. Uh, super talented player in my opinion he only averaged six points and seven boards in summer league which is unfortunate <laughs> because I really truly believed in his talent but you know I think he's gonna need a little bit more development but he's super super talented um, and he was a surprise to most people to be drafted that high but I think it's a good risk uh, for Memphis because what do you have to lose? And you see a talent like that, you go ahead and get them. There were other players that they could have selected that were still good on the board. But they went with Santi Aldama. Love his talent. Love his potential. We shall see. Um, 29, I have <coughs> Sandro Mamuklashvili. That's my guy. Uh, he is on a two-way contract, though, with the Bucks. That's the only negative right now. That you can say because he is talented enough to be starting for the Bucks right now, in my opinion. They're going to give him a year, hopefully just a year. 
to develop, play in the G League, and come when he comes up, play behind Brook Lopez. Uh, but I think after Brook Lopez is out of there, uh, Sandro Mamuklishvili could be the starting center for a championship type team. That's just how talented he is. He can do it all. So, I mean, he even shoots threes. He he shot um, 43% from three last year. I mean, that's a center. <laughs> and he's a playmaker. He's just very talented, very versatile, big. Love Sandro Mamuklishvili. I really wish he was not on the two-way contract this year. Next, uh, at number 30 for Dynasty Leagues, I have Keon Johnson. The He was selected... In the first round, traded up for in this first round by the Clippers. Averaged nine points and five boards in the summer league. Super raw player. Super, super, super raw. He's not ready to play at all right now. He may not ever be ready to play. I'm not sure. But he's a guy that people say if he went back to college, he could have been a top ten pick. Some people were saying this year he should have been a top ten pick. I didn't see that at all because he's so raw. But, you know, that potential is there. He had, if you're creating a player, he has everything except for like the offensive game the you know natural talent so he's kind of like a created player robot <laughs> he has to get a feel for the game so he can play better and be more natural as a fit 31 is who I have uh, <laughs> at 31 I have Brandon Boston also selected by the Clippers he averaged 13 points per game and he was a late second round pick, barely drafted in the 50s. Um, and but he performed better than Keon Johnson in the summer league, in my opinion. He could have easily been a first round pick, but his first year in college, his only year in college at Kentucky, was very underwhelming. Some, most would say bad. <laughs> he did not show what his potential was because he was expected to be a top 10 pick coming out of high school. Like, that was his path. He's going to be a one-and-done, then a lottery. But it didn't work out like that. But in the summer league, he showed what all he could do and what he could be. So I don't know if it was just didn't work out in Kentucky. But he looked really good in the summer league. So Brandon Boston is a name to look out for. I think his future is bright. At number 32, we have Josh Christopher for the Rockets. First-round selection. Average 17 points, four boards, four assists. He really, really thrived when Jalen Green got injured and was off the court. He was able to score a lot more and do more with the ball. He displayed his great defensive talent. And, you know, it's just a matter of this Houston Rockets team that's so loaded at pretty much every position. And it's not full of all-stars, but all young, very talented stars that are still developing. So you have to wonder how much Josh Christopher is going to play. With John Wall being... You know, possibly worked out of town. That will help him. It just depends on if they're going to bring someone back at a similar position as Josh Christopher. So we shall see. 33, I have another project who has the potential through the roof, JT Thor. He averaged 10 points, 5 boards per game for the Hornets. He was the 37th pick in the draft. I had him projected to go 24th, uh, and that was just all because of pot uh, potential. Uh, he is a pretty good shooter. Uh, he's not great in the post. He's still um, skinny. So there's a lot of stuff he needs to work on. But if he hits his full potential, he could be a star. So you got to love JT Thor. At 34, I have Luca Garza. I have him at 34 because he's on a two-way contract. If he was 
on a regular contract and he was just going to go in being the backup center to Detroit, I would have him a lot higher on this list. And that is what I think he should be. But they have him on a two-way contract. Even though he averaged 15 points, almost 10 boards per game and a block per game. He'll, he'll develop this year, but in the future, his future is bright in my opinion. Uh, he's better than a lot of centers in the league right now. I don't think he should be in the G League, but he needs to work on his defense. So this year will be a you know barometer for him to develop and get even better. And at 35, I have Nemeas Keita. Uh, he's a guy who is a big man selected to the Sacramento Kings with the 40th pick up. 41st pick overall, somewhere in that range. Um, he won't play much this year. He's on a two-way contract as well. If they would not have re-signed Rashawn Holmes in Sacramento, uh, Nemi Escada had a shot to be productive this year, but he's going to get that opportunity to develop and stay in school. I mean, to develop, stay in the G League, and maybe come back next year. But uh, I think he can do a lot of things that are very fantasy-relevant. You know, he's seven foot. Uh, he's a defensive player of the year in college. Just tremendous blocker. Uh, he can even shoot an elbow jumper. Uh, so, I mean, his future is bright in my opinion. He has some disappointing games in summer league. So, he's just going to have to take a year to put it all together. And hopefully, he'll be back next year. But this is what Dynasty is about, the future. At 36, I have Isaiah Todd. Super talented young fella from the G League Ignite. He's a power forward and went to the Wizards. You know, he averaged eight points and five boards on the Wizards. Uh, I think he could do better, but he's going to be in a logjam of very average players on the Washington Wizards. And we're going to get to his teammate in a second. But uh, that team is nothing to increase his value. So uh, I have Isaiah Todd at 36, but he's a very talented player. It's just the Wizards. And speaking of the Wizards, at 37, I have Corey Kispert. He averaged 9.5 points per game. Um, he, You wouldn't think he averaged 9.5 points per game the way he was shooting. Like Some games, I think he went 1 for 8 or 0 for 8 from 3-point land in one summer league game. And that's what he's best at, shooting the ball, shooting 3-pointers. So he looked a little bit. I'm not going to say scared, but not ready out there. And they truly have a logjam of average to good players on the Wizards, like I said, with Isaiah Todd. So it's going to be a tough path for him to find minutes. I loved his tape in college. I just wonder if they're going to turn him into a three-point shooter in the NBA. But I truly feel he can do much more than that, but we will have to wait and see. At 38, Sharif Cooper who was drafted in the second round by the Atlanta Hawks, who should have been a first-round pick by all accounts. He's on a two-way contract. That's another negative. Uh -huh. But he averaged 15 points per game in the summer league. Uh, showed everyone why he should have been a first-round pick. But on a team, loaded at point guard. But Lou Will will not be there forever. DeLon Wright will not be there forever. I think eventually Sharif Cooper will be the backup point guard to this team. And he will be able to flourish in that role. So they're going to let him develop for a year or two. And then he should be a... One of the best backup point guards in the league. And he'll be getting minutes, I believe, at that time. 39, I have Usman Garuba. He only averaged four points and eight boards in the summer league. I mean, that's pretty much what he averaged overseas. <laughs> I mean, he's just not a good offensive player at all. He's pretty good at defense. Nothing special. 
I see a role player. And if this was 10 years ago, you know, like when Ronnie Turioff was getting a lot of minutes, <laughs> and he, Uzma Gruber would be a lot more valuable. But in today's game, offense is king. There's no, there's not many defensive specialists that are out there anymore. There's not many Ben Wallace's out there anymore. Teams would rather have a more limited defensive player that can score than just a lockdown defensive player out there for the most part. So, Usman Garuba has a long way to go to even be a lockdown defender. Nonetheless, his offensive game is non-existent. So, I think he's going to struggle, but he's highly thought of by everyone in the league. But his game is just not there yet, in my opinion. And at number 40, I have Quentin Grimes, the shooting guard out of the Knicks that was drafted to the Knicks first round. Uh, he averaged 15 and 6 and 3 assists. So, he is very talented. Um, it's just his path to minutes is going to be tough with RJ Barrett. You know, they have all the point guards with Derrick Rose, Kimball Walker, uh, etc., etc. They signed Evan Fournier. So, this year is not going to be it, but in a couple years, it could be his role as a starting shooting guard. Love his offensive scoring talent. Um, and he was a first-round pick, so he ought to be, be getting some opportunities. He was picked in the same spot Emmanuel Quickly was the year before. So if he gets those type of minutes like Quickly did, uh, he is going to be even off to a better start than I expect. But we shall see because New York is definitely trying to win now. They're not playing for the future. Tibbs wants to win now. <laughs> um, so 40 is probably enough players. I can give you a couple honorable mention. You know, Miles McBride, same type of situation as Quentin Grimes. Jaden Springer's in Philly. I don't know what his role will be. I think he still needs some development. Greg Brown, very raw but talented in Portland. He There's a little path for him to get minutes, but he's going to have to kick down that door and get in there. Aaron Wiggins, love his game, similar to Quentin Grimes, and he's on OKC, so he could find a path to minutes, but he's on a two-way contract. And Ayo Desunmu, love, love, love Ayo Desunmu. He went to the Bulls, uh, but he's in a not great situation on the Bulls because they're loaded with offensive talent. And he struggled a little bit in summer league, so I think he might be a year or two away, but he's a guy to look out for because in college he was incredible. Uh, I'll also throw in Philip Petrusev. He'll probably play. Uh, he was drafted to the 76ers. He'll probably go back overseas for this year. But in the future, I think Philip Petrusev could be really great. Maybe Nikolai Vucevic like, uh, and who ironically was drafted to the Sixers, never really used for the Sixers, traded to Orlando, and then he became who he became. So I really love Philip Petrusev. He's one of my favorites as well. So he's a guy to keep a eye out on. So, uh, that's my rankings for the Dynasty arena in fantasy. So, I had to give you my top 40 and some honorable mention guys. I think it's very important because there's not a lot to talk about rookies as far as Dynasty and even in redraft. So, you know, I figured I'd give you both rankings there. And we will see how the season goes. We'll see how preseason plays out. Hopefully, we have no injuries. But this is how I expect it to go. And I think, you know, if you're ready for a dynasty league, if you weren't thinking about one before, think of one now. You know, uh, not all these guys are going to get minutes. There will be someone that comes out of nowhere and surprises. It, that always happens. 
But you got to love it. That's why we love fantasy. That's why we love dynasty. That's why we love these rookies. So thank you all once again for listening to the All Rookie Podcast. If you like the show, tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow me on Twitter at WilliamIsBill. Like, rate, and subscribe. And thank you all for listening. Have a good one. I'm out of here. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.